morning to you, your family, your loved ones. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 27th day of October, 2020. It's a Tuesday. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yep. Big J, how you battling through, buddy? They're battling. That's how it is. Every day is a battle. This is the way. What right battle now. did you have to take on yesterday? Oh, man. I don't even know if I should talk about it, but there was uh, there was a ring at the doorbell yesterday. Well, is that why you have the ring doorbell yeah, camera? Yeah, so yeah. You wanted to answer it? Yeah, so there's a group of kids from the neighborhood, and one of the kids had detained another kid who had thrown a tomato at one of our cars. <laughs> you know, they're friends, and... <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Are you holding him captive? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, why? He goes, he threw a tomato at your car. And I'm like, why'd you do that? He goes, well, I thought there was a cop in here. And I'm like, what? There's a lot of weirdness going on in the neighborhood. And I go, there is. And the kid's like, Who, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm an undercover cop. You should have seen the look on his face. Ay-yi-yi, dude. I feel like I missed an opportunity there. And, of course, this is all on the ring. Oh, my God. All recorded. And I feel like I missed an opportunity. I was kind of in shock about the whole thing. I should have said, listen, uh, you shouldn't be scared of cops. You shouldn't be looking to fight. Because the kid said he wanted to fight a cop. I was like, that's a weird thing How to say. How old is this kid? I don't know. Seven? Oh, that's right. I forgot you're terrible with ages. No, I, I mean, it's seven. Can't 14 for all you. No, he's not 14. Okay. That's for sure. And uh, so it was a weird exchange. And I said, listen, just go clean up the mess and we'll forget about it. Which car did he hit? Uh, the, the wife's Mazda, which is out front. <laughs> but it's apparent I need to get those other cameras up as soon as possible. So I guess I'm going to do that today. <laughs> Never a dull moment in Middleton, man. Honest to God. I know. <laughs> And I was like, I can't post this one because they're kids. And, you no, know, no, I don't, yeah, it's, it's too much trouble to go blur out their faces. That would take me six weeks to figure out how to do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that sounds like it was at least 15 seconds out of your day, buddy. I'm sorry. Really sorry. No, it was more than 15 seconds. But either way, uh, today on the show, listen, uh, another chance to qualify for Win Santa's Sack. That is happening today at 8.30 with Pop Culture Smackdown. Some more Halloween-themed fun in the bag there. Plus, we got to recap the morning after Fantasy Football League before we hit the 10 o'clock hour today. And a chance to win some stuff from us will be happening as well during the course of the show, if all goes as planned. So it should be a busy Tuesday along with some music for you, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Can't Stop here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the (laughs) X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The old state of Idaho surpassed 53,000 confirmed cases on Monday after 756 new confirmed were added to the state's total 103 probable. That also put us past the 60,000 barrier for confirmed and probable combined as well. Uh, 60,041 to be exact. 142 of those cases were right here in Ada County, Big J. Uh, 65 were in Bannock, 56 were in Canyon County. Ten new deaths reported yesterday as well, uh, including the first one in Lincoln County. The state removed one to- death from Cotonai County's total, so there's that. The latest hospitalization data reported the highest rates of hospitalization and intensive care beds being utilized. 272 people are hospitalized currently. 75 of those are in the ICU. So Brad Little uh, trolled on out there yesterday around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Big J, and made an announcement. 
and he said that we are reeling things back into stage three. That decision was made due to healthcare facilities being increased and capacity constraints in hospitals statewide due to COVID-19. So uh, that that went into effect as of midnight this morning, I guess. What does that mean, Big J? Let me give you a stage three reminder, shall we? Okay. Uh, if you are at an indoor gathering, it's got to be 50 people or less. If you're at an outdoor gathering, it must remain at 25% capacity or less. Social distancing guidelines still in place. Long-term facilities must require masks on the premises. Why they didn't have that already, I don't know. Seating only at nightclubs, bars, and restaurants. Nightclubs can only operate as bars. Isn't that what a nightclub is, BJ? Yeah. I thought, I mean, dancing next to each other. Is that what it is? You can't play music. <laughs> Employers are encouraged to continue. as a footloose situation here. Mm-hmm. Employers are, continue, are encouraged to continue allowing employees to work remotely or from home. Really, there's not much of a difference between stage four and stage three. Uh, other than the fact that uh, the amount of people that you were, you know, if you have an outdoor event or an indoor event planned, that's probably not going to happen at this point. That's really what's the difference between here and now. Although I will say this, I'm not exactly sure that the uh, the influx of cases has a lot to do with the, the uh, brash events that are happening. Do you know what I mean? I think it's more like gatherings and people hanging out with each other right, yeah. and, and not taking precautions enough. Uh, but... Again, I have no data to back that up. That's just my gut. Either way, uh, stage three, no mask mandate is in place. Uh, Governor Little said he hoped Idahoans would do the, quote, patriotic thing and wear a mask. They're not. Right. As a matter of fact, the people that don't wear masks will tell you that it's that, that they're doing the patriotic thing. Yeah, that, that because I wear a mask in the store, I'm a communist, <laughs> so, which is ludicrous. Uh, and so I'm not sure where that line came from, but it is uh, ill-conceived at best. And so those are the changes that have been made. We'll see if they uh, go into any kind of effect or make any kind of move whatsoever. Uh, either way, that was the uh, press conference that went down yesterday. Hey, the good guy won last night, Big J. The Rams beat the Bears 24-10 to in a game dominated by their defense. Leonard Floyd had two sacks of Nick Foles in his first game against the Bears since they released him last offseason. And a uh, nice little performance by the Rams defense to give them the lead. Jared Goff, a uh, couple of touchdowns in that victory as well. Nick Foles looked terrible last night. Uh, and so do you go back to Mitch Trubisky if you're the Bears, Big J? Well, no, you're not facing Aaron Donald every week. It's true. Uh, or Leonard Floyd for that Dodgers and Tampa Bay Rays will meet each other in game six tonight where the Dodgers will try to wrap things up uh, and win the World Series for the first time since 1988. Uh, Tony Gossel will start for the Dodgers. Blake Snell for the Rays. Odell Beckham Jr. is done for the year. He has a torn ACL in his knee, and that's going to do it for him. He was trying to make a tackle on an interception when he hurt himself against the Bengals on Sunday. And, of course, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not a real big fan of rebranding for special events, but this one at least made me laugh, so I had to bring it up. Heinz Ketchup has some Halloween spirit this year. They are giving away bottles of its new redesigned Halloween-themed uh, ketchup, which they're calling Tomato Blood, Big J. It features uh, drops of blood and a darker label that seemingly glows in the dark. The limited edition bottle will not be purchased for st- in stores, but instead will be part of an exclusive giveaway that fans can enter to get their own. So, you want it? You got to uh, go to Heinz.com, and then you have to do a bunch of Twitter, uh, you know, jumping jacks in order to make it happen using the hashtag Heinz Halloween and sweepstakes and all sorts of bleep in order to get a bottle of ketchup that says tomato blood on it. So it may not be worth it, but at Yikes. least it made me laugh. That uh, that ketchup big technically is tomato blood, isn't it? I guess, yeah. Uh, 
It uh, is. And so is uh, marinara sauce or any kind of spaghetti sauce, I suppose. But at least give them the credit for coming up with it and having a little bit of fun. Uh, they're going to pick 570 winners. Get it? Because uh, 57. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometime before November 1st. So uh, if you want to, head over to the website and make that happen if you want it. It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Of course, uh, Big J has been riding the Halloween-themed fun for Send Nudes for the last couple of weeks. So why not have a Halloween-themed Streaming Dumbass? Yes, Big J? Uh, All yeah. of the movies that you will hear and choose from today have a horror element to them, okay? Also, be forewarned, all of them are fairly new, so I'm pretty sure you haven't come in contact with any of these yet, and it's your opportunity to watch a new horror movie for Streaming Dumbass. Which horror movie you decide is entirely up to you. You got it? I got it. We removed the stars, the director of the studio that brought UBS, and we're left with just a plot description and a brief one at that. And based on that plot description, Big J must watch and review a movie for you in 24 hours. Movie number one, Big J. A father and daughter are on their way to dance camp when they spot the girl's best friend on the side of the road. Dance camp? When they stop to offer the friend a ride, their good intentions soon result in terrible consequences. Oh, no. Movie number two. After losing his wife and memory in a car accident, a single father undergoes an agonizing experimental treatment that causes him to question who he really is. And movie number three. A seemingly perfect romance turns into a nightmare when a woman becomes convinced that her daughter's new boyfriend has a dark connection to her own past. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Uh, Let's go with movie number three, The Creep Show. The Creep Show? That's creepy. All right. You passed on movie number one. That was called The Lie. It stars Joey King and Peter Sarsgaard. Oh. You passed on movie number two. That was called Black Box, starring Muhammad Effie and Felicia Rashad. Remember her from the Cosby Show? Yeah. Or even Creed or Creed 2. Right. And you will be seeing a movie called Evil Eye. That is streaming on Amazon Prime. It stars Sunita Mani and Sharita Kahuri. Good luck with that. Evil Eye is the movie. It's a Blumhouse picture. So you have that to deal with. I don't uh, even know what that means. Blumhouse is like the, uh, the, the that's the studio that does all the, like the Fantasy Island and the, the upcoming Vince Vaughn Freaky Friday take. Okay. And uh, the one that they did with the Invisible Man, that's all Blumhouse. So they, they're basically like a, a horror movie studio. Uh, so Evil Eye is the name of the movie. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. And Evil that Eye. Will be the film that Big J will review for you Halloween style for streaming dumbass. If you want to play the home game, you can. And compare your review with Big J's tomorrow. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. State of the world in 2020, Big J, has left a lot of people stressed out. You stressed out yet? Yeah. To the max, bro. A recent survey of over 3,400 American uh, dentists reveals that the majority report seeing a huge rise in stress-related oral health conditions since the pandemic began. What does that mean, Big J? I don't know. We're grinding our teeth like a mother. Oh, boy. Ouch. This includes jaw grinding, clenching, chipped and cracked teeth, and symptoms of other kinds of disorders, like dysfunction of jaw muscles, joints, and nerves. There's hope, though. Thanks to a retainer-like device known as the night guard. It's typically worn while you're sleeping. The device actually relaxes your jaw, helps prevent teeth grinding at night by acting as like a barrier between your teeth. The dentist uh, is saying a recent surge of patients requesting night guards is extraordinary. 
It's estimated that 80 to 90% of the population likely grinds and clenches their teeth in cycles associated with stress. You know? Clench those teeth. Grind it up. Take it. And a lot of times it happens at night when you don't even know you're doing it. That's when the stress really boils over, Big J, in your crazy-ass dreams. You understand? Okay. I understand. About, about dinosaurs and etc. Chasing you around? Yeah, now it's just uh, something called COVID. <laughs> Personified, just chasing you Final around. destination style. Los Angeles Rams down the Chicago Bears 24-10 at home last night. Never really felt close. Game dominated by the Rams' defense. They uh, really went after Nick Foles, intercepted him a couple times, sacked him four times. Jared Goff, couple of touchdowns, 219 through the air, and the Rams handled them pretty well done. If you thought this uh, this week's games uh, were uh, primetime games in the NFL were bad, wait till you see next week's games. Oh, man. None of them are good. Dodgers and Tampa Bay Rays will play each other in game six tonight. The Dodgers looking to wrap up this thing called the World Series. Uh, Tony Gosselin will take the hill for... The Dodgers and Blake Snell for the Rays. We'll see what ends up happening if there is a Game 7 or this thing ends tonight. Odell Beckham Jr. is out for the year, Big J. Torn ACL. MRI confirmed it yesterday. He is done, and so he'll be back next year, I suppose, for the Browns. But not good look for Odell Beckham Jr. owners. Oscar Isaac, Big J, may be done with the Star Wars universe, but he may not be done with Disney. He is in negotiations to be the Moon Knight. The latest Marvel series for Disney+. Plus. The deal-making is a return for Oscar Isaac in the world of Marvel. Do you remember where he was before in the Marvel Universe? Moon Knight? No. No, no Oscar Isaac, not Moon Knight. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oscar Isaac was in the Marvel oh. Universe, yes. Oh, man. I, uh... I don't. He was the bad guy, better known as Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, see, I didn't watch it. Didn't bother with it. Moon Knight has a winding road in the comics since debuting in 1975's Werewolf by Night. Moon Knight is Mark Spector, an ex-Marine turned mercenary who has multiple alter egos, which allows him to better fight crime. Those alternate personas include a cabbie, a millionaire playboy, and in the later comics, he was established as being a conduit for an Egyptian moon god. Recently, he was a consultant who dresses in all white and goes by the name Mr. Knight. Most writers who have tackled Moon Knight in recent years depicted him as a character with multiple personalities and a fractured mental state. So he's a flawed superhero, Big J. Oh, look out. It's kind of like a mishmash of, um, you know, they wanted to go after Wayne, uh, Bruce Wayne a little bit with this. That's why he's called the Moon Knight, get it? Uh, back in the day. So that's why they created the multi-millionaire playboy kind of angle of things. Right. But it's also, you know, kind of like a real dipping into the world of um, a little bit like less murdery version of Punisher. Does that make sense? Right. Less uh, violent. How about that? Those series join a growing roster of shows. No, he's still very violent. <laughs> make no mistake about it. Marvel Studios has in the works for Disney+. Plus. Uh, of course, WandaVision is coming up. You got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then Loki are all working on making Marvel series. So this is another one. Nothing is set in stone, of course, but uh, he is in talks to make that happen. So could be another series headed to Disney+. Plus. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Altoona, Pennsylvania is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Hmm. And we have a scene that was being made at around 5 o'clock in the morning. 
on Wednesday, October 14th. And now Tuna Man had to be charged because apparently at 5 o'clock in the morning he was in the middle of the road screaming and throwing items into the road. Terrible way to wake up. Where's he getting the items? Well, the items that he was throwing into the middle of the road were a couple of mailboxes, you see? Oh. So he was basically jerking around the mailboxes, grabbing them up out of the ground, and then throwing them into the street. According to the complaint, the man was 42-year-old Martin Miller. And he was outside of an apartment complex in the 500 block of 12th Street in Altoona when police arrived and observed a couple of mailboxes lying in the, lying in the street and a guy, the man in the middle of the street holding a bottle of vodka. Which is never, you know what I mean, that's like something out of a movie. Like vodka. <laughs> police spoke with a woman who called police after Miller woke her up by screaming from the street. Uh, Want to hear some of the things he was screaming, Big J? Yeah, I'm game. Well, I started out with, at 5 o'clock in the morning, screaming, The skies are opening! The skies are opening! And then he started screaming that he was the son of God. Uh, she reportedly told officers that right before their arrival, he started throwing things into the street and screaming, Beat me up, Scotty! And then when the police arrived, he started screaming, Here, piggy, piggy! Well, he's combining a lot of references there. <laughs> Miller uh, was reported with slurred speech, told police he had no idea how those mailboxes got in the middle of the road, and he didn't know what even they were talking about. What mailboxes? What road? Get out of here. Miller is facing charges including public drunkenness and disorderly conduct, so he's got to deal with the aftermath, of course. You know, it's just a good... Just put him in the drunk tank, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's drunk exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I, but, I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out, like... Because they did some other stuff on him, and he was found to be clear outside of alcohol. So, you know, you and I have had some good nights. And we've had some uh, libations from time to time. I know you've had so much alcohol where you've thrown up so much you can't talk for two weeks. Right. But I'm wondering how much alcohol you have to drink to get to the I'm the son of God point. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's got to be a lot of alcohol before you start making some sort of equivalence of Jesus. Or, though, you're already wackadoodle. Okay. Okay. And, and I mean, I'm listening. I would say, for the most part, we're fairly normal-minded people, Nick. Okay. If you're, you know, a little crazy throwing on alcohol, I mean, that's gas on a fire. Okay. So, so he could be already kind of nutsy cuckoo. And then the skies are opening, son of yeah. God, beam me up, yeah. Scotty starts coming. Uh, just because... Or he's already... got multiple personality disorder, and they're all fighting with one another. Could be. Maybe one of his personalities is Jesus, the other is Captain James T. Kirk? Yeah. Who was the here piggy piggy guy? Uh, probably from, uh, Deliverance. <laughs> Ned Beatty? Yeah. Alright, alright. I'm sold. You got me convinced. That could very well be the situation. Right. Uh, either way, Mark Miller's gonna have to sleep something off. A couple of times over, probably. Try not to drink so much you start thinking you're the son of God, I guess, is the lesson here. Time to go back to your counselor, your therapist. And chucking uh, mailboxes in the street, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x Rocks. <laughs> Offspring gone away here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the x Rocks. We told you last week about what the scariest horror movies in the history of time were. But now, Big J... 
Let's talk about quality. Huh? Yeah, I guess. Uh, according to Stacker, which is a digital magazine, and I'm looking here, and I, I don't see that there are any experts on this. And as so you hear this list, uh, maybe you'll be like, eh? Stacker is like a uh, like a public vote kind of a thing. Like, you vote for it, and then it like compiles all of it. It's kind of like a, like a poll, if you will. Ah, okay. Well, that makes sense, then. Uh, they've ranked the top 100 uh, best scary movies of all time. We'll give you the top 10 here. Okay. So, uh, starting out at number 10, Nick, uh, the 1963 Alfred Hitchcock movie the birds oh okay i can get behind that yeah uh number nine george a romero's night of the living dead love it number eight uh repulsion from roman polanski never not, never not heard for, of. not familiar with it at all this one surprised me because i don't feel that this is scary at all but uh what are you ever gonna do king kong from 1933 yeah, I mean, I guess the introduction of, of one of the big, you know, monsters of, of movies of all time. But I would, I would, I'm with you. I wouldn't consider it super scary. Probably was back in 33, though. Yeah, yeah. And let's stay in the 30s, Nick. How about Frankenstein at number six? Fire bad. Uh, yeah, number five, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the uh, Don Siegel 1956 version. Oh, the Donald Sutherland one's a little bit scarier. The me. only one making it in to anywhere close to after we were born, Nick. Okay. Number four, Alien. All right. I can get behind that. Yeah. Number three is a, a movie we talked about yesterday, Bride of Frankenstein. Don't remember much, but the hairstyle, but okay. Yeah. And number two, Rosemary's Baby. Very good movie. Roman Polanski. And number one, shouldn't surprise you at all, really, when you get down to it, Alfred Hitchcock, 1960, Psycho. The Exorcist didn't make the top ten? No. Of best, really? Yeah, no, no, not even in, I don't even think it's in the top 20. What? Yeah, they're wrong. I mean, and, uh, it's the Lord just will really make well, them pay for it. <laughs> it's a really well-made movie on top of everything else. Uh, interesting. Psycho, obviously, uh, you know, generational. You can only, you only have to show probably one frame from that movie and you know exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be it a shower scene or even, you know, Anthony Perkins in a wig. You still would get okay. This is what this is what Psycho is. The, listen, uh, here's the reason I have a problem with already this this website stacker. Okay, coming in at number twenty seven is the Lighthouse. Oh, that's one I didn't see. Is it a not, horror movie? Not a scary movie at all, man. Okay. It's a dumb movie that I reviewed for streaming, dumbass. Well, apparently the general public disagree with you. Basically. Yeah, the general public, you're idiots, and you ruin most things. God, I'm infuriated. Well, it's only 27. It's not like it cracked the top 10. But real, when you get 21 is The Exorcist. Okay, okay? it's a 21. That's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, any other ones that stick out as Just being... like all the morons on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> idiots. Real, well, I mean, those are actual critics. This is just people. Man, that's the difference. Same with Rotten Tomatoes. You can leave a Rotten Tomatoes... They analyze that whole thing. Well, yeah, but that, that's the people meter as opposed to the critics meter. Either way, uh, we don't have to argue about a Rotten Tomatoes here. I, I agree with you how dumb it all is. I'm just saying uh, the general public usually a little bit more uh, biased towards the popular things as opposed to the other way around. But uh, any other ones that stick out to you that are that are crazy, that are, that are too high, too low? Well, yeah, uh, Evil Dead 2 uh, way back at number 55. All right, well, at least it cracked the list. Uh, Evil Dead 2 is a fantastic film. More funny than it is scary, too, in my opinion, but still. You know, I mean, the, you know, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 still in that horror genre oh, as sure. opposed to Army of Darkness, which to me is more of a comedy. Absolutely. But still, Evil Dead 2 it, it certainly has the is where the comedic element had started to tip 
Evil Dead is like a straight-up horror film. Evil Dead 2 has got the comedic elements of things with the little mini ashes running around. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Number 65, Nick Hellboy 2, right. The Golden Army. <laughs> Again, with the scariness. I guess people get scared by different things. I'm not sure what's too scary about The Golden Army, but uh, a good movie nonetheless. Morning After with Nick and Big J. You can check out the whole list of the top 100 at uh, stacker.com if you'd like. Here's traffic. And watch The Lighthouse, now streaming on Amazon Prime. Don't. Uh, how about we step inside the traffic center, take a look at your ride into work. It's brought to you by Volkswagen of Boise. What's going on out there, CB? Eastbound 94 is slow in Nampa between the Carter Midland Interchange. Uh, morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. You in it to win it? The Idaho Lottery's $1 million raffle has the best odds of winning a million bucks, and it's on sale right now. Play before November 3rd for your chance to win a $1,000 daily prize, my friend. The hospitality industry is adjusting to the pandemic, with some schools offering, or some hotels offering what they're calling schoolcations, Big J. Hmm. Hotels basically right now are uh, marketing to families with kids taking part in remote learning, offering them perks like uh, school supplies, yoga class breaks, virtual tutoring, study spaces, even snacks and lunches. Montage International, for example, launched uh, Montage Academy in early September. This program offers students the aforementioned perks, plus it lets parents opt to sign up their kids for electives like learn how to fly fish or farm-to-table cooking classes. Costs families about $175 per day for this. A school week costs $725. What do you think about that, Big J? Crazy. It's a lot of money, man. Pricey, man. Well, yeah. You ever learn how to fly fish? No. It ain't cheap. How about farm-to-table cooking? Yeah, that's not cheap either. Exactly. So, you want to learn? You want your kids to learn how to do that? You have to pony up. Listen, uh, at least credit to them for being creative. Well, we may think it's expensive and out of control, and that's absolutely correct, but at least they've come up with some sort of alternative to the uh, issues that they are having right now in the hospitality industry. So props to them. Whether it works or not, I don't know. But at least they're thinking outside the box. So there's that. Cam Newton has admitted yesterday that his job could be in jeopardy after he was pulled early in the fourth quarter of the Pats 33-6 loss to the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. He said uh, he's got to stop playing like that. and It's going to be a permanent change if he doesn't. So Big J, let's pretend you're Bill Belichick for a second. You go with Cam Newton, or are you uh, are you making the switch to Jared Stedman? We saw Stedham, and he wasn't that great. No. So you stick with Cam. It's weird, man. It's like, you know, he's got these ups and downs that, um, I mean, sometimes he looks just fantastic. And then he gets one slight, you know, misstep, and the next thing you know, it's all downhill, man. It's a mental game sometimes, man. Yeah. And if your confidence is shaken, that's all it takes. Just ask Nick Foles uh, last night. His Bears lost 24-10 to the Los Angeles Rams at home last night. The Rams beat him, dominated by their defense. Leonard Floyd, a couple of sacks. Jared Goff, a couple of touchdowns. was good enough to improve the Rams to 5-2 on the season, so congratulations to them. World Series could wrap up tonight. Dodgers v. Devil Rays. Uh, do you think it'll wrap up in six, Big Jerry? Do you think it's going to go seven? I, yeah, I have no idea. Of course not. You haven't had any idea about any of these games, but that's not the You part. go to hell. I'm not asking you because you're an expert. I'm asking you because of what you think. Yeah, the, the Dodgers win tonight. I think you're right. 
Hey, if you are a comic book collector, get ready to maybe cash in. The late Chadwick Bosman put his John Hancock on a copy of the very first Black Panther comic, which has, of course, skyrocketed in value. And, of course, somebody wants to cash in on it. It's expected to make a pretty penny at auction. Nathan D. Sanders Auction is putting the rare autograph book up for grabs on October 29th. The opening bid starts at $8,000, but it's expected to go anywhere between the ballpark of $25,000 or so when it's all said and done. Now, uh, of course, you've got Chadwick Boswick's signature on it, which is already pretty cool, but then there's Stan Lee's signature on it as well, and the director of the movie, Black Panther, Ryan Cogler. So all three autographs are on the cover of this variant cover of Black Panther number one. So it's not a recent printing of it, it's just the fact that it's a Black Panther number one reprinting, a variant cover, and then three pretty awesome signatures on it, two of which, of course, unfortunately have passed away. You might notice the uh, the cover's a little bit different. That's cool, uh, but it, it's going to be pretty valuable. It's also got a 9.8 rating uh, by the uh, CGC Signature Series rating system, so uh, that means it's mint condition. And so it's going to cost a lot of money to grab this comic book. What do you uh, think? I think I don't have $25,000 coming to her close <clears> to getting it. But it's pretty cool whoever does. And probably will only go up in value as we move forward in time. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Pure Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And this is the time to get you qualified for Santa's sack. And uh, you'd be winning an Echo Dot here, possibly. Get you qualified for that, plus more goodies. And a Papa Joe's gift card for 25 bucks. You can hit up Papa Joe's uh, for some delicious Italian cuisine and uh, some very, very nice... Um, what was, what's it called? Uh, atmosphere? Food. Yes, that would be the word you're looking for. <laughs> that's If that's what you were searching for, yeah. that is definitely a term that restaurants other, have. Other words associated with such... Uh, if you want in on this, then you should get on the phone, 208-287-1003. That is the phone number that you need to call if you want to play a game called Pop Culture Smackdown. It, of course, has a lot to do with the world of horror and Halloween films over the course of this particular week, and it will continue to do so. I say good luck to everybody. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, The X. Hey, how's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Trevor. Travis, you're up first. Travis, to this date, what Stephen King film adaptation has made the most money at the box office? The hint you will get is it was fairly recent. Not most recent, but fairly recent. Uh, not, not too fond of Stephen King. Uh, let's see. I... I have no idea, man. All right. Wrong. Thanks for calling in, Travis. We appreciate it. Bummer. Hello, the X. Hey, what's going on? We're hanging in there, man. Uh, To this date, what is the highest grossing Stephen King film adaptation? The Shining? No. Wrong. But a solid guess. That is a Stephen King adaptation, but no. Much, much later than The Shining. Hello, the X. Oh. Somebody doesn't know. It happens to the best of us. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what Stephen King movies made the most at the box office? Uh, we'd have to say It. Yeah, that is correct. Right. It. It. The is most it? recent It. Not It 2, but It's the first one. What's your name, man? 
Michael. Michael, you're taking on Big J. Big J, you have stated on this very show your favorite horror movie of all time is The Exorcist. Agree or disagree? Yes. What is the name of the demon that possesses the little girl in The Exorcist? Oh, man. Mentioned several times throughout the film? Uh, Azazel. Azazel is incorrect. Wrong. That is the demon in Taken. Uh, the Denzel Washington, much less popular horror film. Now, I don't say it's my favorite. I think it's the scariest. Oh, I thought you said it was your favorite horror film. No. Uh, no. What is your favorite horror film? The then? Thing. The Thing. Uh, but you still don't know? Nothing's no, coming no, no. Michael, you're officially in. Do you happen to know you win either way? Not even close. Pazuzu. Right. Pazuzu. <laughs> close to Azazel. I mean, yeah. But I, at least I got a demon name right. Pazuzu. I mean, I feel that pretty good. Sure. You have named that. a demon. Uh, good job, man. You're qualified for Santa Sack. You also got some Papa Joe's coming your way. You hang on one second, dude. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all Who safe. names these demons? And good to go, screenwriters. There's your pop culture smackdown we will do some headlines that's happening next on the x rocks in the meantime it's nick here for the good people over at harrys.com let me talk to you about some of the cool things harrys has done in fact they've made some improvements they just came out with their sharpest blades ever and unlike some other companies out there they're not going to charge you more for their product improvements harrys new sharper blades still as low as two dollars each one of the best things about harrys has been their consistency in price they haven't raised prices in all the years i've been talking to you about them and they've just increased their products and the amount of grooming is stuff that you can grab at harrys.com. So check it out for yourself. In fact, if you're a new customer, you could try out Harry's new sharper blades for just $3 when you use the code XROCK at checkout on harrys.com. Other companies have increased their prices when they introduce something new, but Harry's is delivering their sharpest blades ever, and they aren't raising a single price. These new blades are so sharp that in a study, the guy's shaving about four times a week. They say that uh, with Harry's new blades... Eighth shave as smooth as their first, so you know you're getting something pretty dang good. Harry's is a pretty great offer for listeners of the morning after, too. If you're a new customer, take $5 off a Harry's trial set as long as you use the code XROCK at harrys.com. What do you get in that trial set? A five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and travel cover. Everything you need for a great quality shave, all for just 3 bucks and free shipping. So don't forget to use the code XROCK at checkout and give Harry's Sharper Blades a try. <laughs> Headlines brought to you by GoTeamMazda.com. Now listen to me. It's the actual website for Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. That's where you can go if you're looking for a next new car or maybe even a used car. Everything you need is right there on the website from inventory that is updated constantly to payment calculators so you can figure out what you're getting into or a fresh start credit button. So if you got bad credit, you can start all over there at GoTeamMazda.com. Check it out for yourself. Headlines are as follows. Get that attention. We got the beat, and take that. We got the beat. This had to be a noisy situation. Thieves targeted a nonprofit organization, the Seattle World Percussion Society, recently. Whoa. The organization loans out musical equipment to people in the community and also puts on the World Rhythm Festival in Seattle annually. Very cool. Drums usually stored in a trailer when they're not in use, and a few months ago, the organization noticed a few drums were missing. And over time, more equipment was stolen. They were preparing to move the trailer on October 12th when the trailer itself was stolen, man. It's estimated it would cost about $14,000 to replace the musical equipment and the trailer. So anybody with information on the thieves is asked to contact the Seattle Police Department. Said this before, I'll say it again. There is a special place in hell for people that are mean to old people and people that are stealing from nonprofits. That's just awful. Yeah. I don't care what nonprofit it is. These people are trying to do good things for the community. You think you're just jacking some drums, but still, that ain't cool, man. Don't steal from nonprofits. Don't steal from anybody. Robin Hood would be pissed. There's a special place 
in hell for the people that do stuff like that. Not cool. Contact the Seattle Police Department with any information. Get that attention or take that. Take that. A Virginia woman who pretended for years to be a psychologist and treated more than 100 patients was sentenced Friday to 11 years in prison. Her name was Sharona Avery. She practiced for three years at the former Pediatric Partners for Attention and Learning in Stafford, Virginia, where she worked under a licensed doctor, according to the Lance Star. Over the years, Avery handed out fake diagnoses and prescriptions to her patients, primarily children, and also testified in court as a medical expert. The judge said that your lies and misrepresentation were truly astounding, astounding, and I don't think I've ever seen a case which nonviolent acts caused so much damage. Avery's attorney agreed that she was suffering from mental health issues herself and had been offered medication, which is why she pretended to be a psychologist for four years? Either way, uh, prosecutor Greg Hall wrote her off as a con artist. She was convicted of five counts of obtaining money by false pretenses, two counts of passing forged documents, perjury, and practicing psychology without a license. How this happens is baffling to me. Like, you know, I, I get how somebody gets a job when they fudge their, rem- their resume a little bit at, like, you know, an office gig. But I don't get how you get to be a doctor from that resume fudging. You know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. Like, how does that happen? Aren't people supposed to be vetted and make sure that, you know, everything is... Like, I could say I've got a doctorate from Harvard. That doesn't make it true. Somebody should check up on that I have a doctorate from Princeton. See? We're a couple of Ivy League snobs over here. The Ivy League morning show. We, We should be writing prescriptions to people. What are we doing doing this? I mean, we gotta check up on stuff. Because people lie, Big J. House taught us that. We'll wrap it up with get that attention. What would you be willing to do to break a world record, Big J? Everything. Well, then how about you join a Chinese man who recently broke a Guinness world record when his body was covered in more than 140 pounds of living bees? Rune Lingming had multiple buckets filled with bees dumped over his head to get the insects to settle on his body. The bees weighed 140 pounds... And it was enough to win him the world record for heaviest mantle of bees on a human person. So he's got that world record. Go ahead and ask me how many times he was stung, Big J. How many times did these idiot bees sting this guy? Why are the bees idiots? Because he's offered them food, right? Isn't he covered in stuff? I don't know what he's covered. I mean, I imagine you have to be covered in something to get the bees to stick and stay. I think actually all you need is the queen to stick and stay. Well, and the rest how are many just- times did get stung. He got stung about 75 times. Oh my god! Head to toe, baby. Head to toe. But listen, when you're covered in, I don't know, 140 pounds of bees, that ain't bad, right? Those are accidentally accidental stings? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where, yeah, they're just kind of busy and they're moving around, I guess. Because don't they die once they sting? Uh, bees? Yeah. Honeybees do, yeah. I don't know what kind of bees okay. they were to be specific. I mean, certainly wasn't yellow jackets. I don't think he covered himself in 140 pounds of yellow jackets, so there's that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. Corey Taylor, Black Eyes Blue, here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. All for crying out loud. Listen to that. It's time to break down the Morning After Fantasy Football League. Week number seven. Big J coming off a big win against yours truly. How did you follow it up? You know, like any good team, Nick, uh, that gets a, a fantastic victory that they should have won, uh, they followed up with uh, issues. Oh, you mean Derrick Henry didn't score you 40 points? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Too bad for you, pal. Indeed. 
Uh, I, and let's go. Let's let's say this: uh, my entire bench, Nick, was unavailable to me, uh, as uh, they were either on a bye or had COVID or were injured. So uh, I, I kind of had to go with what I had, and uh, in, in my flex position, I had to put in a, a tight end. So Noah Fant, uh, he only scored about six point eight points. Rob Gronkowski has been on a tear. The way you think a, a guy like that should be, he got me seventeen points. Uh, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he got twenty four points. So he, I mean, he's been a stud. You know, you can count on those pretty much every week. Derrick Henry, it did. It was it was rough, uh, and even a rough outing, he still got fifteen points. Deshaun Watson got twenty four points. Uh, but uh, my backup running back, I had to pick off all the waiver wire. Uh, Latavius. Murray only scored six points. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, obviously a Dallas Cowboy, should just drop every Cowboy you have in your lineup. I don't care who they are uh, because that's not doing anybody good. Got me point one points. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So uh, my defense, one of my top scorers, 15 points. Let's put it this way. I didn't fare well against I Love Wayne. He is sexy. And we had a we had a wager going, Nick, and that wager was whoever won got to name the other team. My name team is currently Big J is awesome, but not a fantasy football. That seems like a really missed opportunity there for he, a, a team name. They, uh, yeah, they they just didn't have the. I mean, he's had some amazing creative names for himself, but but he didn't uh, didn't. He's too tired, he says, to come up with a really good name. Uh, Ryan Tannehill for him scored 17 points. Gio, uh, Gio Bernard, which he picked off of the waiver wire, great, got him 20 points. Julio Jones, 17 points. 27 points from uh, A.J. Brown uh, on the loss to Pittsburgh there, and the Bills got him 14 points. So I lost by 20. It was pretty evenly matched, but what are you going to do? Uh, well, listen, and don't discount the fact that that I love Wayne is also the hottest and best team in the league. I mean, Absolutely. five straight wins and uh, and improves to to, uh, to to six and one on the year, the best team record in the division or in the entire league. So he's doing pretty well for himself. And those waiver wire pickups are, are that's why I'm so it's so fresh. I mean, I was close. I could I could have maybe pulled out a win, but no. Well, uh, yeah, not if you had nobody on your bench. You can't even. Yep. You did the best that you could do. On the flip side of things, Big J, sometimes you're lucky and sometimes it's skill and sometimes it's a combination of both. And that was the case for me uh, this particular week, picking up a win over the Cheese Graders, 101 to 88. Uh, lucky because I did not have a very good week. I mean, 12 points out of Pat Mahomes, uh, not great. Only DJ, DK Metcalf only got me four points, which is crazy. He should have got 18 points for chasing down the guy. Yeah, to save yeah, touchdown. right. You deserve some points for that. <laughs> uh, and then he got a touchdown called back on a penalty, and so that kind of sucked. And so I thought I was in trouble. And then you know I had two guys going on Monday Night Football, and I was down by 12, and I was. I had Montgomery, the running back for the Bears, and I was like, that's not going to be enough. And then I had Higby, the tight end for the Rams. But it was the worst possible thing that could happen because Higby was listed as probable all weekend, and then last night, an hour before kickoff, he was listed as out. So I'm oh, like, oh, my no. God. How, what do you do? A tight end on a Monday night football? That screws Oh, you. yeah, you got screwed. But I was able to pick up the Rams' backup tight end, Everett, because nobody had him, on the way off the waiver wire last night right before the game. Oh, wow. I put him in, and he scores a touchdown for me, gives me uh, 12 points. And so it was that move because if I would have had no no tight end, I would have lost by 0.2 points. Yeah, if you weren't Johnny on the spot paying attention to what was going on, you would have been a you would have lost. I would have lost, but I picked up the backup tight end for the Rams. He scored 12.8, and that was enough to give me the 12-point victory over Cheese Graders. So, sorry, Jeff. 
I know that sucks to get uh, to thinking maybe you had a puncher's chance, and I, you actually did up until halftime. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and then I ended up uh, pulling it away with that last second touchdown there for the Rams. So uh, I will take the victory. I improved the three and four, still on the outside looking in. Uh, not great. I'm gonna have to go on a little bit of a run here, but we'll see if we can make that happen. Uh, congratulations to Saquanda Forever. I'm uh, improving to five and two on the season. Uh, dropping after dropping last week, picked it right back off, and uh, the defending champion Dan Guitar Street Hooligan is absolutely reeling this year. Uh, just can't seem to catch a break. Despite the good performance from McLaurin from the uh, football team, he he got a bad performance out of uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Josh Jacobs, two really good running backs that both crapped on their legs last weekend, and that didn't help him at all. Uh, even though Dell left the highest scoring player in the league on the bench in Justin Herbert, he still got enough to get it done, uh, picking up Williams off the waiver wire for the Packers, giving him 21 points and 27 points out of Tyler Boyd for the uh, Bengals, giving him the victory 107 to 87. Uh, congratulations to FC Boise on a little bit of a winning streak. Four in a row for Kevin, Big J. 135 to 111 over the LaMarvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, he can thank a little Matthew Stafford and let's not uh, discount 53 points by Tyler Lockett, Big J. Yeah. The wide receiver for the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. 200 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Woo! That was a crazy performance. The MVP of the day. He left uh, Tom Brady on his bench too, but had even more. Uh, but 135 to 111 over Lamarvel Cinematic Universe. Congratulations. He's a Detroit fan. That's true. Uh, and, and minus points uh, from one of his running backs too. Survived that as as well. Oh yeah, he did have minus points. I didn't even yeah, see McKinnon that. Yeah, McKinnon had oh, minus yeah. point one point. Didn't even play. Uh, and then Wubba Lubba touchdown ended up with a nice win over Devontae's Peak. Uh, poor Devontae's Peak can't seem to score any points this year. But Ryan improves to four and three. Uh, you can thank uh, Jim, Jim Robinson and his 31 points for the Jaguars and 23 points out of uh, Godwin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Although it looks like he's going to be out for at least a game. Cole Beasley's your leading scorer for uh, Devontae's Peak. That's when you know you're in trouble. Uh, 128 to 113 is your final score. And the game of the weekend ended up being a hell of a battle between COVID-49 and wrong side of Camara, and that's one of those uh, tough luck losses for wrong side of Camara. The highest scorer of the week, 155.40 for COVID-49 to 153.42. To lose by less than two points when you score that many points Ooh. is a kick in the jeans. And for sure. uh, the second week in a row that it's been marginal yeah, for, uh, victory for wrong side of Kamara. Uh, 49ers got her 17 points. Uh, that was a pretty good performance. 22 out of Keenan Allen. 22 out of Alvin Kamara. 29 out of Russell Wilson. Uh, just not enough thanks to 37 points out of Kyler Murray for COVID-49 and 44 points out of Devontae Adams for the Packers for him as well, giving him that 155-point game. Not bad. He also left. Uh, he had a Wilson for the 49ers on his bench 32 points the running back that went off for the 49ers he could have had even more but of course now he's hurt so that's going to do it but a great performance out of COVID-49 congratulations on being the high score of the week who you got next week on your docket PG? wrong side of Camara. look out so I'm going to get just decimated and I will be taking on uh, Sequada forever tomorrow uh, next week as well so we'll see how that all works out for us and there's your morning after fantasy football league recap your bad impressions they're next on the X with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we'll get you set up with a gift card to Jackson Food Stores. Uh, if you can figure out bad impressions here, you can use that for whatever you want. Gas, uh, beverages, some delicious food, whatever. 208-287-1003. If you'd like the chance at some free money, all you have to do is get through and figure out who Big J's trying to be. He's got three clues. 
They all point to somebody pretty famous. Get that famous person correct, and we're sending you some Jacksons. Hello, the X. Hey, guys, what's up? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Shane. All right, Shane, you're up first. I'm usually making questionably funny movies for Netflix, not being offered dramatic roles on Netflix. Give me another one. Now, that's what I call high-quality H2O. Adam Sandler. There you go. Well done, my friend. Hang on one second, Shane. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go. What was clue three, just for giggles? Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, 51st Days. Just a few of my past works. And why is Adam Sandler in the news? He signed on to do another sci-fi, well, a sci-fi dramatic possible role here for Netflix, Nick. All right. The entitled drama is uh, based on uh, Jarlossoff's Colfer's novel, The Spaceman of Bohemia. Okay. With Emmy-winning Chernobyl helmer uh, Johan Rennick on board to direct. So it uh, the story follows an astronaut, played by Sandler, sent to the edge of the galaxy to collect mysterious ancient dust, Nick. He soon finds his earthly life falling to pieces, and he turns to the only voice who can help him try to put it back together. It just so happens to belong to a creature from the beginning of time lurking in the shadow of his ship. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, dust this is a time creature? Yeah. All right. All right. What do you think? You into it or I, not? I mean, I, I don't know. I still haven't had a chance. To, uh, I want to check out the Hoobie, Hoobie's Halloween, but, um, you know, this isn't something he's doing. He's just acting in it. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you watch um, Uncut Gems? I haven't watched it yet. Just no interest or what? Yeah, not really. It's good, though, right? Yeah. No, he's cool. Hate in it, yeah. and it's a really, it's a really interesting uh, movie. Uh, again, you have to. One thing you have to understand about Uncut Gems is uh, it's one of those movies, much like uh, Breaking Bad or The Sopranos, where everybody in it's a scumbag, and so there's nobody really to there's root no for. There's no redeeming, right? You, you, you know, there's no character there. where you go, yeah, I really want that guy to do well. Hey, you know, hey. But uh, he's really great in it, playing a sleazebag jeweler. And uh, and he's really good in dramatic roles too. I mean, Punch Drunk Love is great. Yeah, it's great. So uh, I imagine this will be just fine. The movie plot seems a little bit weird, but I guess what sci-fi plot isn't weird when you write it down, right? Exactly. Morning after <laughs> right. with Nick and Big sounds like Jay. a future streaming dumbass. <laughs> we will uh, talk about wrapping up the show here next to the X Rock. <laughs> ACDC Shot in the Dark is how we're wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Qualified somebody for Win Santa's Sack this morning. You'll have three more chances today to do that. 12.30 with Jason Drew, 5.30 with Adam, and then 9.30 with Randy. Randy at night, Big J. Look at him. And so uh, chances for you to get in on that. Of course, the uh, week one prize is a uh, Echo Dot, which is pretty awesome. You can win that free of charge from us, and the sack, of course, gets bigger with more stuff in it throughout the next several weeks as we get closer to the holiday, of course. Uh, And we also had a chance to learn that Big J remembers Azazel from Taken, but not the demon from The Exorcist. But will he forget it? Do you remember it now? Uh, Possessive. (laughs) Possessive? No. Pazuzu. I was close. Well, you had the P part right. Uh, and, of course, we also had a chance to have a little bit of fun and talking about uh, drinking too much, too excess, to make you think you're the son of God. Don't do that either. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Yeah, uh, just in time for the holidays, Nick. At Walmart, you can pick up uh, the KFC's fried chicken scented Yule Log. It's back. Not the first year it's happened. No, the last two years, actually, it's sold out. So 11 Herbs and Spices Fire Log is, uh, is a hot commodity. I don't think I've ever been around a scented fire log. You? 
No, I can't say that I have. Don't have a fireplace, unfortunately. No, and no fire. Do you have a fire pit in the backyard? No. You don't want to throw that in the smoker, maybe, and uh, make it happen. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke up some chicken with this fried chicken Yule log. I don't think it works that way, but maybe a shot. Uh, of course, we will see you tomorrow. Uh, Al Petrelli going to join us from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They're doing a cool streaming event. We'll learn all about it tomorrow and another chance to get in on Santa Sack plus a movie review from Big J. We will see you then. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.